Welcome to The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, an original pandemic noir radio play by the women playwrights of San Francisco's Three Girls Theater. I'm A.J. Baker, founding artistic director of 3GT. Our company's nonprofit mission is to raise the voices of women on stage while lowering the financial barriers for audience members to hear those voices. Although theaters were dark in 2020, we continued paying our artists to make new plays, and more than 30 writers, actors, and designers collaborated on the show you're about to hear. As with all 3GT productions, it's my pleasure to invite you to enjoy the show, and if you do, donate what you wish at threegirlstheater.org. Thank you for your support. Now, kick back, relax, and imagine yourself back in the golden age of old-time radio detectives. Welcome to Three Girls Theater Radio production of The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake. Today, for your ears only, we bring you the final episode of our story, Who Done It? Get a Clue! p.m. Saturday night at Tabard Lake, a luxury retreat in the High Sierras. Last Sunday, four actors, a stage manager, and a director arrived to work on a brand new script with playwright and producer Alice Singer. But that evening, a huge storm cut off all communication with the outside world. And then the playwright was found in the main lodge, dead. My name is Chauncey, and I'm a private eye from San Francisco. Alice hired me as production manager for the workshop, but my real job was to keep an eye on the participants. Ever since her untimely demise, I've been eliminating suspects one by one. After a week of tracking down clues, the moment of truth has finally arrived. Tonight was the final rehearsal of the week. I was in my usual spot, a secret room hidden behind the one-way mirror in the bar. The suspects were polishing off a case of expensive champagne when Nolan unexpectedly called me out. The truth is that Alice didn't really die from a heart attack. What? Now you're Inspector Clouseau? No, not me. But someone else is. Hey, Chauncey! Come on out from the shadows and tell the people what you know. Hello. What? What in the What's world? Going on? Oh my god. Oh. I knew it. No one hires a production manager and a stage manager for a workshop. Ah, it was the cook with a wrench in the library. Damn, I'm good. Not quite. The maid with a screwdriver at the beehive. The gardener with a rake in the barnyard. The staff is clueless, but the killer is right here in this room. Oh my <gasps> god, you're so oh. dramatic. Too much. Every person here knew Alice wasn't dead on Sunday night. I didn't. Me neither. Oh, Freddy. Get a life, Nolan. We'll start with you, my musical friend. On Wednesday... You were excused from rehearsal, Freddy. Where were you? In the sauna with a bath towel? Wrong. Try again. Uh, in my cabin with a keyboard. Yes. I was writing a new song for the play. Alice wrote all her own songs, music and lyrics. We were going to share credit on this one. That's not what I heard. 
I heard you don't share the spotlight with anyone. Alice could have given me full credit for one measly song. You figured out Alice was still alive after Nolan saw her ghost on Tuesday. So Wednesday night, you lured her to your favorite toking spot on the beach and went after her she with She left me! Probably stumbled into the mountains, lost her way, got hyperthermia, and was eaten by vultures. You're the epitome of musical ego run amok, Freddy. But there's no shortage of self-involved stars here at Tabard Lake, as we shall see. Don't look at me. I am, Evie. You know all about fighting for the spotlight. You also know how to make a poison martini, don't you? How dare you? After she left Freddy on the beach, Alice found you waiting for her in the hot tub with a deadly martini. I deny everything. I mean, she didn't find me. She was invited there by Nolan. A menage a trois? Yes. I mean, no. I mean, there was no deadly anything. We were all drinking those martinis. I love this. Pass the bubbles. And I didn't even stay. It was too steamy for me. Turned out three was a crowd. But you stayed, didn't you, Nolan? Yes, I was preparing for the next day's rehearsal. Unlike the rest of you, I've had no time to make merry. Look at me. I'm not even drinking champagne now. I am. (laughs) Open another bottle. According to the waitstaff, someone ordered late-night hors d'oeuvres and cocktails delivered to the hot tub between 10 and 12 p.m. Wednesday night. One delivery alone was for six martinis, each with four olives and no less than 12 different appetizers. When they returned to clean up at 1 a.m., you were still there. I was working on my own play that night. A sex farce, a thousand times better than this You were riding in the hot tub? I know how to multitask. You deny you were there with Evie? I neither admit nor deny. Evie and I both wanted Alice's attention that night. In a spiritual, innocent way. No, Nolan, baby. To tango with the ladies under the moonlight, huh? Alice's free spirit is intoxicating. Wait, does that make Alice pansexual or bisexual? Nolan, did you or did you not order a Greek orgy of food? I don't recall. What about this handwritten invitation from you summoning everyone to a midnight nightcap at the hot tub? There's no proof that's for me. Come on, Nolan, you told me you'd be revealing your salacious, lascivious, erotic new play. (laughs) I I I meant to say ironic. My ironic new play. But Alice wasn't interested in playing in the hot tub, was she? She was more intrigued with the garden, isn't that right, Evie? I don't know what you're talking about. The storm was coming in, but you lured Alice to the Rose Garden anyway. I wanted to make sure the delicate flowers were protected. That's all. Yes. The gardener noticed his bush clippers were missing. I found these in your cabin with blood on them. How do you explain that, Evie? I clipped a few roses to give to Alice and cut myself from the thorns. So what? You were jealous because Alice didn't pick favorites. She liked your whimsy but didn't fall for your charms or your dangerous roses. I considered Alice amused to us all. Perhaps. But some people wanted to be amused for Alice and resented her disinterest. Isn't that right, Susanna? I have no idea what you're talking about. You followed Evie and Alice from the hot tub to the rose garden. After Evie left, Alice proceeded to the vegetable garden to snip some peppermint for her tea. You sneaked after her. I needed to burn some sage. In the middle of the night? To keep away the evil spirits that are obviously haunting this place. But the storm started coming in before you could confront Alice with your true intentions. To lure her to your cabin for a deadly final nightcap. No. 
Alice headed towards the beehives behind the barnyard with you in hot pursuit. You're mad as a hatter. Everyone knows you can't do hot pursuit in heels. Before you could intercept her, you heard a crash and then a scream. But instead of helping her, you ran. It was dark and windy, and you can't prove I was there. Then whose scarf is this? <gasps> My beautiful silk scarf. I lost it the other day at the beach. Where did you find it? Between the thyme and the sage. It must have blown there, or someone nefariously planted it on purpose. Think, Susanna. Did you see anyone else near the beehives? All I saw was a broken wine bottle. Ah, uh, yes. The broken wine bottle. Dropped in panic by someone who is mortally afraid of bees. You can stop right there, Chauncey. I know where this is going. Are you confessing, Simone? I just wanted to have a little talk with Alice in the treehouse. Wait, there's a treehouse? In the grove, between the beehives and the barnyard. So, you had Cook prepare a late-night picnic to take up to the treehouse before you- Before I nothing! There were too many bees out there. I dropped the picnic basket and ran out through the barnyard, barely avoiding Susanna, who was running the other way like a bat out of hell. And was there egg on your shoe? Egg? Huh? No, just wine. And maybe a little cheese. Did you hear the same crash and scream as Susanna? Yes! I also heard the most horrible, unearthly squawking from the chickens in the barnyard. I ran for my life. I need everyone to show me the soles of their shoes. Now! That's unconstitutional. This is crazy. Oh, come on. I don't Jesus. Jesus. Let me know. Uh, steward! Where you going, buddy? I'm not participating in this stupid... No one else has egg on their face. I mean, their shoes. Show your shoes. Show your shoes. Show your shoes. Aha. Look at the tread on his boots. Ground up eggshells and dried yolk everywhere. I've been set up. What I've are been... you doing with that oh hammer? Oh my god, he has a weapon. Put the thing down, Stuart. Give me more Give weapon. me that hammer. Give it back. <coughs> Give it to me. Ow. Oh, I got it. Here, Chauncey. Ah, uh, yes. The groundskeeper has been looking everywhere for this excellent hammer. The kind that's used for prying up nails from floorboards in a treehouse. Right, Stuart? Th that night is a blur. You heard Simone talking to the cook about her rendezvous in the treehouse with Alice, so you snuck away from the hot tub before everyone else. I just needed to clear my head. You stole the hammer from the groundskeeper's shed and crept through the barnyard, upsetting the chickens in their coop. Oh, those chickens. You climbed into the treehouse and quickly loosened the floorboards with the hammer, then dropped to the ground and hid behind the buzzing beehives. You cackled with villainous glee as Evie, Susanna, and Simone crossed paths in the garden. I beg your pardon, I never cackled. You watched Alice climb into the treehouse, and then your evil plan succeeded. She fell through the floorboards with a horrible scream and a crash. <laughs> I heard that. Good God! And then the chickens squawking like bats out of hell. Oh, most perfidious creatures. You left her to die on the cold, hard barnyard ground surrounded by a cacophony of chickens. Yes! No! I didn't mean to kill her. I was going to catch her as she fell, but the damn chickens blocked my way. The chickens bore witness. They know foul play when they see it. All I wanted was for Alice to see me for the actor I am, capable of heroism and art, not just some gorgeous man, but a true 
true. I think the word you're looking for is star. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Pride always leads to a fall. But whose fall? Alice, forgive me. Chickens squawk while killers talk. Justice will be served. Promise me, friends, you'll visit me in the big house. Yes, well, Stuart, you can get off your knees now. I'm not so easy to kill. You've been listening to Three Girls Theatre Radio, The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, created by A.J. Baker. Wait a minute. Hold everything. Hey there, listeners. I'm Jules and Delicato, and I've been your audio engineer for this whole crazy radio play. I hope you had as much fun hearing it as we had making it. The episode you just heard is one of three possible whodunits. Are you sure it's the right one? I've heard them all, and I gotta tell you, if I were you, I listened to all three before I made up my mind. They're all available online now, so it's easy to stop right here and check them out before you hear the big reveal. Just saying. But if you're ready for the grand finale, I'll get out of your way. The epilogue is coming up. Now. Here you go, girls. Brunch. Hey, come on, Mom. You know I don't give the dogs people food. Mom? One time won't hurt them. Good girl. Good girl. Mom? Chauncey Singer at your service, sir. So you're not really a private eye. I am. I am. Just also... My kid. The only person I could trust to help me pull this off. (laughs) I see. And what exactly was... This. Chauncey's the one who went to the fancy performing arts college. What'd you call it, honey? Immersive theater. You know, Nolan, the audience is part of the show. In immersive theater, the audience knows what it's getting into ahead of time. Yeah, whatever. It was certainly an entertaining week. I don't know when I've had so much fun. Entertaining for whom? What? <laughs> you didn't have a good time? No. I thought you were dead. Oh, you did not. Yes, he did. At least until Thursday night, when I got a little loose-lipped over a bottle of whiskey. And seeing everyone, including me, humiliated because of your old grudges against them? That wasn't so much fun. God, Nolan, I don't remember you being so self-righteous. Was anything about this real? Yeah, the paychecks were real. The death threats? The total communications blackout? The possibility of a future production? It was mise-en-scene, Nolan. Stage magic, not real. Realistic. <laughs> oh, it's all coming back to me now, Alice. Your crazy control issues. They don't seem to have mellowed over time. Everyone in the group got to have a catharsis. That was real. The rest was artistic license. Catharsis, my ass. I thought you guys were supposed to be making up now. 35 years ago, you froze me out because I, I don't even know why. I must have done something, but it's always been a mystery to me. It wasn't something you did. It was something you couldn't do. Tell me. 
You had such a wandering eye back then, Nolan, and there were so many willing takers. I knew in my heart you couldn't be relied on to... To To stick around. To raise a child. (gasps) My heart skipped a beat. I thought about how familiar Nolan had seemed to me from the moment I met him. How much I liked him. I thought about our shared taste for gin gimlets. I thought about all the things... Hey, hey, stop that, Chauncey. You can't be the narrator anymore. You're the center of the action. I'm sorry, Nolan. I I just don't know how to deal with... It's, it, it's... Okay. Neither do I. So, this is your real secret, Alice, hmm? Everyone else's pales beside it. Greed! <laughs> the worst of all the seven deadly sins. Let me explain, Nolan. No, no, don't. I can't bear another Alice Singer story. Chauncey, my love, I, I was not... You're a thief, Alice! There's no way to measure what you stole from me and Chauncey. I gotta get out of here. Marlo, Spade, let's go. When is the pilot coming back? Right now. Get your stuff and meet me at the dock. No, calm down. This is a good thing. You can get yourself home, Alice. No, come on, you two. Let, let's get a couple of martinis and talk it out. Chauncey and I don't drink martinis, Alice. We drink gimlets. March of 2021, and after a year of gray skies, spring was finally stretching her golden green fingers into North Beach. I was still social distancing in my flat with Marlo and Spade. There was a vaccine appointment in my near future. Suddenly, my most important new client zoomed in, unannounced. Chauncey, you there? Ooh, I got a case for you that's crazier than the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Pack your bags and your dogs, and you get ready to hit the road. Another call to adventure. Another siren song. Should I have resisted what was sure to be a trip down the rabbit hole? I needed a job, so we'll never know. You've been listening to Three Girls Theatre Radio, The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, created by A.J. Baker. Episode 8C, Who Done It? Get a Clue. Written by Tina D'Elia and A.J. Baker. Dramaturgy and direction by Pamela Hollings. Starring Fenner as Chauncey, Louis Parnell as Nolan, Zoe Jen as Simone, Federico Edwards as Fred, Jocelyn Trude as Evie, Lawrence Radiker as Stuart, Ana Maria Luera as Susanna, Mary Paulson as Alice, Associate Producer, Zach Kopsiak. Production manager, Mary Paulson. Sound engineer, Jules and Delicato. Sound effects, Eliana Vela. Original music composed by Nick Chang and performed by Thrown Out Bones. Liliana Urbang, Sam Miller, and Nick Chang. This original radio play, copyright 2021. Three Girls Theatre Company, all rights reserved.